0: Mr. Julius Stewart is at present engaged upon a large work, the subject of which is a fashionable christening in a private parlor. He might not possibly care to have the scheme made public, and it is sufficient to say he has treated his subject in an original manner. Art Notes, New York Herald, Paris, March 31st, 1892. Julius Stewart laid his brush down. He just signed the baptism, adding Paris 1892 after his name. The annotation was literally true, but he knew it was not entirely honest. He had indeed painted the enormous work in his own studio on Rue Copernic, and several of the the figures in it had modeled for him there. So his identifying the locale was accurate to a point. But in another sense, the inscription was misleading a deliberate lie. Painters didn't habitually note the city unless it had something to do with the work's subject, as when either the scene or the place of execution or both were someplace other than home. The event depicted here had taken place across the ocean six years ago in Newport, Rhode Island. The event seemed innocent enough, mundane as milk. Who would care so much as to be annoyed one way or the other by a subject little more momentous than a birthday party? Paintings aren't photographs, hardly proof of anything. He'd simply change some facts, as artists do. After all, there were only a handful of people in the world who would see the scandal in it. But those powerful, famous few would be furious. And formidable as their reputations were, their images would be forever tarnished. The irony was, the more publicly angry they became, the worse it would be for them. Jules coveted fame, no public recognition, much more than he feared reprisal. He'd changed enough details, he thought, so the sources and the origins would be deniable. But he'd left enough of the truth in there for any careful observer to find. After the last coat dried, he'd turn the canvas around and obliterate the notations he'd made on the verso. But he would stop short of doing a proper job of it, as one might do, for example, by painting over his charcoal scrawls with more charcoal, ground, and oil. His crime would be no more than a hurried scratching out, with enough left, as with the other clues, for a close inspection to to discover and guess at the truth. Turn around, Maggie said at last. Tell me what you see. Grace thought it was a joke that a museum guard would be standing behind her making rabbit ears over her head. She didn't know what. What she saw instead was the picture, as she would come to call it. Julia Stewart's The Baptism stretched along the wall behind her. More than six feet tall, nearly ten feet wide, it shows a family in a Victorian drawing room. In fact, it has 21 individual portraits. The event was somber and elegant, a priest standing in front of a young couple, the wife holding a newborn, men in suits, women in silks and satins, off to the left a preteen girl holding a rag doll at her side, a couple of restless younger boys in sailor suits who look like they can't wait to race from the room. The eye surveys it all in a moment and then comes to rest and lingers on the reclining figure of a woman in the lower right, seated all the way across the room from the priest, the infant, and the ceremony. A fur-lined lap robe thrown over her legs. The woman is dressed in her peignoir as if she were permitted out of bed just long enough to witness the event. Her her eyes are heavy-lidded, her face is ashen, and with one hand she limply clutches a small bouquet of violets in her lap. Violets, a symbol of death. Her eyes are focused on the baby, not just focused, fixated. People surrounded her, surrounding her aren't as interested in the ceremony. A man, perhaps her husband, sits directly behind her, his head disconsolately in his hands. Beside him sits an older, white-whiskered fellow in a smoking jacket. Her father? He too is downcast. Other people in the room have their eyes on the ceremony but their attention is on her, the one who is dying. Grace stared at the sick woman and Maggie stared at Grace. What do you think of it? Maggie asked finally. I think the sick woman is the mother, not the woman holding the baby, said Grace. How do I know that? Because it doesn't make sense any other way, says Maggie. She waited for Grace to say something but it never came. Her attention was on death which was staring at life it was so tragic the woman would not live to see her baby grow up it was horrible compounding her horror grace now realized was the fact that the sick mother looked just like her a tall blonde beauty no one should have to be subjected to this not on her birthday of all days but she couldn't stop staring she knew the she knew how the woman felt She couldn't put it into words, but she knew everything about her. Everything except the facts, of course. Maggie was the lecturer now. The couple standing with the priest is the baby's sponsors. That's right, Grace said. You were raised Catholic, weren't you? No, it's not Catholic. It's Episcopal, she said. The other woman standing on the right of the priest is the third sponsor. They need two sponsors the same sex as the baby and one the opposite. How do you know, Grace said? I've been to those churches for a christening, the priest explained it. Maggie came closer and joined Grace in studying the painting. Know what I think? I think her husband is cheating on her and she knows it. It's killing her, Grace agreed. Maggie studied Grace, who gave her no visible reaction. There was another long pause, but Grace didn't find it uncomfortable. She was busy, not thinking, just occupied, the way a cat would study a mouse or a three-year-old would watch television. Maggie sat down and put on her shoes. Still on her feet, Grace was momentarily dizzy. You all right, Maggie said. Low blood sugar, I guess, said Grace. Just before they left, it occurred to Grace to read the museum card fixed, affixed to the wall beside the painting. The card said the family might be a branch of the Vanderbilts, but nobody knows for sure. It also mentioned that the painting once had an inscription which the artist took pains to remove.